getting live. I'm recording. I didn't turn any speakers on, so they can't hear you guys talking, though. Maybe I should do that. Because I know you're going to probably talk most of the time, and I'm just going to kind of lay out some clues and let you tell me, tell me what, I, what I went wrong or whatever. <laughs> but I didn't turn on the speaker, so you, they can't hear you talking. I gotta, I'm going to go walk and do that, so... I'll be, I can talk while I'm in here even. <laughs> now it's, now it's really live. So uh, what do y'all want to talk about? Hmm? All right. Um, wow, it seems loud. Uh, so, oh, I guess I have some handouts. There you go, Dennis. Um, so I, I titled this, this lesson, this discussion, Longevity, and, um, which I know you, you can't find that word in the Bible, but although there's a lot of longevity in the Bible, people living many, many years um, for some cases, but um, what kind of brought that to mind or to my why I, you know, why I don't know what the, why I kind of focused or settled on that was, and, and Fran was mentioning something to Dennis earlier. My, uh, my grandmother turned a hundred on Friday. Oh wow! And we had a, a gathering yesterday with a lot of her friends and people from the past to come and see her and visit and uh, share their good wishes for her. And um, you know, and, and so you know, that think about that a hundred years. 1919, um, and that, you know, it's pretty remarkable, but, you know, of course, they say, I've seen studies that, you know, back in the early 1900s, the, t the typical lifespan was about 45 years. Now it's more like 75 on average, they say, so pretty amazing what's happened, and thought about her, and, you know, that the longevity of surviving, or I shouldn't say surviving, but... Um, so much, I mean, we think about how much has happened in our lifetime since, the, you know, the, for me anyway, from the 50s, late 50s, very, very late 50s, uh, 59, so I didn't live in the 50s really. Um, but so much has transpired um, just since I've been born. Um, you know, with inter TV, uh, not TV, but internet and cell phones and all the crazy stuff we have now, which just seems like it changes overnight constantly, you know. Uh, I think that was the last time I was talking that I, I had to, uh, to teach, I t mentioned the iPhone and that the latest iPhone's already back out again and they just did another one, just that it's ridiculous how much, how much the technology changes, but I, I think back to my grandmother and uh, Miss Madden can probably relate to this, this too. I mean, she sat, she was a girl during the Great Depression. She was in uh, World War II, you know, raising two small kids during World War II and, uh, you know, to see the, the, how the automobile changed and, I mean, even color television and uh, cell phones. I mean, just it's ridiculous what's gone on in the last hundred years since 1919, you know, shortly after World War I. It, it just uh, ended. Um, so it was just, and it, and it was funny too. I was, I think I was telling, you know, I think I was telling Stacy and, and Tucker last last night when I was I was preparing and, and trying to get my thoughts together yesterday. I, I, when I started, I was writing things down just so that I wouldn't uh, I would remember, and I got really emotional. Um, um. <laughs> I was always going to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> well you know I mean I have a I have a hundred year old grandmother I've spent 60 years of my life around her she was always my favorite grandmother uh, we always had a lot of fun uh, still do she still has a great her memory still very sharp we talk about when I was a kid and things that happened 
Uh, I asked her, you know, we just talk about things in general, and she remembers most everything. Uh, it's amazing uh, at that not to start to kind of lose a little bit here and there, but she still, you know, we can talk about just about anything, and she can tell me about things before I was born or um, when I was a kid and different things. But, um, you know, and, and, I, and I, again, I'm thinking of longevity, and, you know, in the, uh, uh, from a dictionary perspective, you know, they, when they define longevity, it's, uh, length of life or uh, longevity, like in a position or, you know, it's like a durability or uh, permanence. Um, but, you know, it's, it's somehow, you know, you're enduring. Uh, you've endured the many, many years. Now, my grandmother's a very laid, pretty laid back, easygoing person. Um, she doesn't seem to get her, her feathers ruffled about much of anything, usually. Um, I'm sure there are times, but for the most part, you know, she's, she just has, a, she just enjoys life. And uh, that was, I guess, the reason I always enjoyed going and spending time with her. If, if we were ever left over there, my parents would, like, stay with her for the weekend or for a week or something when you're growing up. Um, she focused her time on us. And we did things. We took, she took us places, and we had fun. Uh, I had another grandmother. It wasn't the same over there. It was just different. My dad's, my dad's mom was just different. Um, and, and she, I don't know why, because my grandmother was a, um, a widow from the day I was born. My grandfather died the year before I was born. So it was always just her and, you know, whatever she wanted to do. You know, she didn't really have that spouse and things to consider, which I'm sure may, maybe had a, uh, some... Uh, played into that a little bit, who knows, but, um, but yeah, she always, it was always, she took care, you know, made sure the kid, her grandkids were having a good time, and, um, you know, and I keep thinking about her, here she is 100 years old, and she grew up on the farm, out on, you know, either a farm or ranch, and that's what my grandfather did, and, uh, I'm, I'm having like a reminiscence here. The one thing she always wished she had done is learn to play golf, which I thought was hilarious because she loved to, uh, she sits in front of the TV, which she can't see hardly at all because she has macular degeneration, but, she <clears throat> but she'll sit there and listen and watch the golf tournaments every weekend. She loves golf because she's an outdoor person. She likes being outside, and she always said, I wish I had learned to play golf, um, and I wish she, I wish I could have, Maybe helped her, you know, because, but um, anyway, you know, I always think too, and I, my mom constantly worries about her. Don't go outside, don't do this, you know, don't work up any sweat, don't get her, you know, heart going or anything. Cause she did have a minor heart attack a few years ago, so she's a little slower, but I always think, <clears throat> I always want to tell my mom, just leave her alone. <laughs> Let her go outside, and if she goes, She'll go out there in the flower bed doing something she loves because she's outside. Um, I, to me, that would be the ultimate way for her to go is if she's out there doing something in the yard, working on something. And she'd be where she was, she'd be happy. Um, <clears throat> versus just sitting in the house and, you know, killing time. So, um, but it, with that, that being said, <clears throat> you know, I know that the Lord wants us to have longevity in our in our walk with him and, and the time that we spend that we have on this earth whether, whether our longevity gives us 100 years or 75 or 85 or whatever it is but that we there's longevity in our relationship with him and continuing to walk with him and continuing to serve and trying to to the best of our ability fulfill the purpose that he's put on us and you know I, I know here in the last you know it comes up occasionally, you know, the fact that we've had people, really great, strong people who were here, part of this body, who had no longevity. They couldn't, they couldn't endure or suffer some of the things that the enemy was trying to hammer them with to pull them out of here. Um, and I, I don't, I'm, there's probably everybody in this room has faced that a little bit. Something came along that made you question or wonder. I, you know, I know there's things that have, I've battled with years years ago, but just things that would bother me. But I had to put those 
aside, know that that was not, that was the enemy. That was, that was trying to brew up something in me that, that didn't belong there. Um, you know, because I guess one of the worst things we always, people can deal with is um, ego and things like that, that that make you feel like you're not getting the, the recognition you ought to get or, or somebody's getting a little more focus on them. Um, but we want to have some kind of longevity, the, the longevity in, in our purpose. Um, and, you know, I was, as I was, uh, um, this, the, so what, in, anyway, in this study here, I've, I've talked, uh, kind of focused on the word endure, or really, uh, hupomino, um, which doesn't always mean endure, it just means to persevere, or primarily, and how the pastor um, talked about this in the uh, Grace and Supplication book, um, the word means to remain under the hand. And, you know, I think remaining under the hand, remaining, you know, and, and under that cover, it made me think of um, some of, uh, uh, some, I don't know, some of you may have heard this term. Uh, we used it a lot in my office about staying under the radar. When I thought about under the hand, I sort of under the radar. Have y'all, some people are kind of shaking their head. And that was always a big, a big term with my management team because we always want to stay under the radar. We don't want anybody in upper management knowing anything that's gone wrong. Um, stay, stay low and stay under the radar so you're not getting called out because something failed, you know, in one of our software, you know, processes or, you know, the daily, monthly billing or invoicing. You don't want, you just want to remain under the radar. So, you know, you want to be noticed, but only when it's something really great happens. You don't want to be noticed when anything, even if it's little stuff, you take care of it before anybody ever knows there was a problem. Um, but, you know, we, if we stay under the radar of the enemy, we probably aren't doing much, right? If we're staying under him because we're, if you're going to, if you're out stepping out and doing what the Lord is, is telling you to do, is leading you to do, the enemy's going to notice you, right? There's just no way to not be seen. Uh, I mean, you, we obviously stay under the covering of the Lord, and we've got to have that covering um, to keep keep watch over us. But otherwise, I mean, the enemy's going to know we're out there because we're doing something. Um, you know, I and mean, we don't have. I guess we can uh, be like these stealth fighters that are out there, you know, bombing people. But uh, but they've got the technical equipment to keep them under the radar so no one can actually see them, but or detect them. And we definitely want to be be in that have that kind of a stealth capability but but I, I just know if, if you're if you're walking and doing and uh, stepping out um, the enemy is gonna gonna see you he's gonna detect you um, and come after us so you know the thing about it, it the thing we have to do is try to remain under the hand and try to endure I don't want to say suffer I know that word also comes up sometimes with, with endure, um, and I guess we do sometimes suffer the, the things that uh, the enemy's gonna put against us, but it, you know, as long as we remain close to what we know. Um, what was I? Um, so anyway, the this word, I say, it means to remain under the hand. And you know, something I took from from Pastor's book, from uh, Grace and Supplication, just this brief thing. It talks about, you know, the uh, we encounter the influence of two hands in our walk. And this this word of mean also kind of applies to patience. Um, it characterizes patience, um, but it. it the influence of two hands and the walk of patience, the hand of opposition and the hand of the Almighty, we must be careful to watch the greater hand of God at all times and trust in it. We must never allow ourselves to run from the hand of God. The Bible says in, in John 10, 29, that no one will ever be able to pluck us from the hand of our Heavenly Father, uh, but there's no provision stating we cannot jump out if we are so inclined. 
So we must remain submitted under the hand of his almighty direction and care. Um, he will never leave us or abandon. Uh, but so yeah, we can always jump out, and um, we don't. We certainly don't want to do that. But so I've got some verses here, really focused on uh, hupamino. Uh, one other word too that, that comes about for this that also uh, applies to endure um, is uh, I can't even say it. And a neck. Nekomia, something like that. I don't know. It's probably not even right. Um, it primarily means to suffer, bear, or forbear, uh, bear with. Um, but I was more focused on this particular word. Um, well, the thing about enduring, when you talk about suffering, you know, you can talk about the things that, that the Old Testament and the New Testament folks suffered, you know, as a physical ailment or something. But to me, you know, suffering can also implies anytime you are in the process of refinement, you're you're suffering. I mean, being in the fire, you know, is hard and it's hot and it's requiring you to change. And there, to me, is no greater suffering than being required to change something that you've been your whole life. You know, it's an idea or an ideal or a belief or something that protects you, whatever it is, when you give that up, you have angst. I mean, there's almost a grieving that happens when you relinquish something that you've, you've held on to for so long. And to me, you know, suffering has a lot of implications, you know, because since Christ learned through his sufferings, learned obedience, so obedience is actually a part of suffering. And so when you're obedient, you usually have to forsake something. And what if you have to forsake your family? I mean, that's suffering. If you have to forsake something that's important to you, that's suffering. It's not always a physical, you know, someone hurts your arm, therefore you suffer because your arm, your arm has been, you know, wounded. Um, to me, suffering just really more implies <laughs> that internal thing that you go through. And that's what caused people to walk away because they would not endure the suffering and overcome that suffering and, and really submit themselves to what was required in order to keep going forward. They walked away from the suffering. And we, I mean, you talk about the hammer, I think we've all felt the hammer. <laughs> you know, the, and, and you had to stand and staying under the hand. That's where that suffering takes place is under the hand. And so that's how you stay in the covering and you, all that submission to me is you have seasons of suffering. It's in your mind because it's, you know, it's emotionally and it's in your mind that you suffer the loss of the things that you're willing to forsake in order to gain what God is giving and what God is, you know, wanting to bring you into something new. You don't get anything new without getting rid of something old. I mean, it's just... Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're going to suffer something personally for giving up something you thought you really needed to hold on to that, you know, the Lord's telling you it's not that important anymore. Yeah, Dennis? I've always thought of uh, suffering <coughs> in part as putting up with something. Yeah, it is. You just put up with, I mean, you, you change as you were saying. But you're having to not... But you put up with what the consequences right. are. Right. Well, yeah. until you put up with things that bother you without lashing out right. or without, you know, retaliation. I mean, you're suffering that that yeah. offense in a way. You're enduring that offense because that is when, when God is confronting you with something, that's what that feels like. It's yeah. like he's totally got this abrasive thing. You know, it's just really rubbing up against you. And you're having to put up with it yeah. until you're willing to let go of it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and you know, Paul talked about the suffering. He wanted to get away from that thorn in the flesh. <laughs> yeah. And God said, "My grace is that's right sufficient." It was still getting away from and it. And <laughs> he was telling him, "Put up with it." Yeah. Yeah. But he he didn't leave him there with it though. He said, "There's there's something that I have that can help you overcome that." That was his grace. Yeah, yeah. all sufficient grace right. that was needed over him. 
Yeah, we're, I mean, we're not alone if we can just put, a, put aside our, I guess, our earthly kind of feelings, physical. Yeah. Um, so i go through some verses here. I'm sure it'll spark some conversation. Um, <laughs> um, well, Mark, Mark 13, 13. If you... And you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. I mean, we're, uh, I, I mean, it's all been kind of said, but, you know, I know we're, this is an ongoing thing for the rest of our lives, right? There's always going to be something to, to suffer, endure, or be patient with. Patiently, you know, I know the, the there's a patience quotient here, and it's, I think that's probably the hardest thing sometimes is patience. To, to suffer through it, deal with it, patiently knowing it's coming to an end. You know, I've, I've told guys I've worked with before, well, one guy in particular, I mean, we, we've talked and he was having a hard time. I can't remember what it was going on. I said, look, I mean, if, we, if the Lord wouldn't put you through this, it, you can't deal, deal with it. Uh, which I think shocked him that I said that to him. But, but I said, the Lord's not going to make you endure something that you he's that he doesn't know you can do it and um and i try to remind myself of that all the time because i'm i'm always feeling that way like i'm oh my gosh i don't want to do this but i'm like okay well but the lord wouldn't wouldn't put me in this situation if i couldn't do it and i can't get through it i just you know it's just my 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 flesh doesn't want to do it i don't want to deal with it but i know he's you know He's put me in situations that I can always see myself through or, you know, with his guidance and help. But I, it, it, I can endure it. I can deal with it. But sometimes I just don't want to. Um, but like the, I mean, but the end, we, we, we have to endure to the end. We can't let things, we can't let the winds and the storms or whatever comes about like people have to, to flush us out and make us give up. On, on what we know is the right thing to do and where we're going. Um, there's so much more that lays ahead of us. I mean, it's, it it's, seems like it's just starting to open up even more. I mean, with, with what's happened now in Brazil, and there's so much more to come there. Um, there's just there's no telling. I mean, it just seems like it's wide open. I know. Well, I think we think what we've, been, what we've gone through has been really hard because, you know, we've gone through 20 years of, Training and refining, and you know, seemingly actually nothing happening, no, no big changes, you know, no breakthrough, and you know, what's this all for? And we're not, you know, nothing's happening or whatever. So that seems like a really hard challenge to overcome. But I don't think we've actually stepped into real challenges until we have the masses that we're trying to train, and we have so much work we can't see straight. You know, we haven't stepped in, I don't think to, those are going to be some real challenges, real challenging days. And plus the enemy is going to step up his game because of the work of the ministry that is being fruitful. And um, I just think that we're, he's trained us to overcome that through the things we've overcome now, I think. You know, we've really, just like in the military, they're not in the real world. All the things they're trained in, you know, are in safe environments, but they're so intense, they're made to feel like the real thing. So that when they get into the field, they're able to survive and overcome in the field without getting killed. <laughs> well, and you, you automatic, they automatically know, they've been trained to know, I mean, Dennis, I'm sure you, this, Rick's not in here, but you know, from the military, I mean, they teach you to, to know what to do in a situation, so you don't panic. You just go to what your training told you to do, and step into it, and, and not freak out. Uh, whereas, you know, an untrained person's not going to just come down, just out out of control because they're not sure what to do next. But it's funny because we like to watch the Navy SEAL show, and you know, those guys it just clicks in. They know what to do. What what's the next step? Um, there's no hesitation, there's no panic. It's, you know, move on, solve the problem. And they just step right into danger. And, uh, they just, they right they just, into they just step right into danger. 
And I mean, that's probably a great example for us. I mean, to be trained, to be ready, and, and because we're going to have skirmishes, I guess, like that that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, but we, we don't panic, and we know how to step into it and, and get through it uh, with success. Um, Luke 2.43, um, I mean, this is, of course, the child Jesus. Um, baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. Oh. <laughs> uh, and when they had fulfilled the days as they returned, the child Jesus tarried, tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his, and his mother knew not of it. So he, I mean, he tarried, the word tarried there, I'm sorry, the word behind is... But he was behind. He was under the hand of the Lord. He was back there teaching and, and communing and, and uh, doing things well beyond what a child should be doing, obviously. Um, but he was there with doing what the Lord, his Lord, his father, wanted him to be doing, uh, regardless of where his parents, you know. I was, it's funny, that makes, reminds me of a story I was just told yesterday of my brother when he was three years old just walking away from our house and going to my grandmother's house, which is like two blocks away, and he was three years old. But you, you know, you hear it. This, is, this child, he knew what he needed to be, where he needed to go and what he needed to be doing, right? He, he stayed behind to teach and to talk and to uh, communi- uh, commune with those uh, scholars, well, the biblical folks, um, which was not important, I mean, um, to, for his, uh, as his parents went on about their way, um, he was doing his father's work. Uh, Romans twelve twelve, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Uh, again, patient um, speaks of this endure and, and staying under the hand. Uh, and we, you know, as we've talked about, there will be tribulation. We've all faced it at various phases, and, and it'll never, not sure that it'll ever end. It'll always be a challenge. The enemies, the further we go, the more the enemy will challenge and uh, try to do his work to, to hinder or delay or stop anything he can, or if, if he can, take somebody out of the mix. But... Um, we just have to remain patient, remain with him, and remain in constant prayer. I mean, that's probably the, the, the really key thing there is continuing in prayer, um, keeping close to his heart. First uh, Corinthians 13.7, um, Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, and endureth all things. Just Again, more and more of what we've been saying, but there's so much to endureth all things. I mean, that that's, seems like a tall order, but um, we can patiently endure, get through, survive um, whatever the enemy should should bring against us. Uh, you know, the other word is persevere. You know, it's, to persevere through uh, whatever challenge um, is laid before you. I mean, we all deal with stuff every day, every week. I mean, every year. Something comes along in your life that you didn't expect. That, um, everything's well-laid plans and everything looks great, and then something tries to completely mess things up. And we work through it, and we endure it, and we deal with it, um, and it soon passes. Uh, I, I have things, I mean, again, we all have things at work. I have things at work to come up, and, and I, I just dread some of, you know, oh, this is going to be such a pain, and I can't wait for it to be over with, and, and time goes by, and it goes, and it's not, it doesn't turn out to be that bad, but you just have to trust and believe and, and uh, remain faithful to the Lord, and, and, and you know, again, that constant prayer, instant Continuing instant in prayer, um, that's really the only way to to remain in this place with the Lord. Uh, you know, I keep thinking about that 
what Pastor mentioned uh, last week when he was um, talking about that conversation he'd had with uh, Re uh, Reverend Chriswell and how you know he said the one thing was to get his people to pray and that's incredible to think about that but that's that is that's really it's I don't know that's about it all it's all it's about really you got to pray there's got to be prayer without the prayer there's just no relationship at all um, and that's well man, that's all I have to say about that <laughs> well it goes along with you know instant in prayer is that phrase yeah. we also have uh, to pray without ceasing right yeah yeah you I, know, always to pray without exactly ceasing. pray without ceasing you know the pilot light is always on you know mm -hmm. and then you can increase that yes bring it to a big flame Mm -hmm. <coughs> so what is, that one, I mean, that whole, that constant in prayer is the, um, is it a prosciutto, you know, and, um, you know, I think about 20 years ago, we had no idea, I mean, you have an idea of what you think something means, but boy, when that begins to really manifest and become active in you, how can you enter into something like that all the time? It's, it's just an amazing intercessory gifting that God has just activated in every one of us. And I believe he wants it to be operative in every person that's willing to um, allow that to manifest. And we have that within us to, to share with other people and go, you know what, it's not just about you know, just wearing God out with our words. You know, It's about interceding and letting his breath intercede through us at any given moment and um, it happens in different ways and we, we talk about you know one, one of the ways that I, I've learned over the years and I'm still learning is there's always a um, my spirit there, it's kind of stirred or moved in a way and it can happen at any given moment it happens you know when we're driving on the road or eating or whatever and it's just I don't want to ever take that for granted Yeah, we we can't we can't take it for granted. You're right, um, and you don't want to suppress it, no matter when it's when you felt you you really, you know. I've I've been walking through the office and it kind of I, I feel I feel a, a real urge to start praying, and uh, so it can't you can't suppress it just because of the environment you're in. Uh, we want to yeah, like I say it's. Uh, Praying always, and always is always right. That's every day. It's, it could be any minute, every minute of the day, not not just um, at ten thirty every morning, you know, or something. It's it's just it's constant. Um, I like that verse that um, Romans twelve twelve, where it talks about instant in prayer. Mm -hmm. uh, I think everybody's been in a situation uh, a few times in their life when all they had the time to do was to say Jesus right and uh, if you're communing that's all you need he answers that prayer yeah. and it's just one word it's because of the commune is always there. We talked about wearing the Lord out with words. He loves that preliminary stuff before the, the real request takes place. He loves that. But if you're communing, that one word is all that's needed. And uh, because you're always there with him, and he's there with you. Let's see. Second Timothy, um, two ten, actually see, two ten and two twelve, both. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake, 
they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Um, you know, again, it's enduring all things for the elect's sake. I mean, we, um, I, I don't, it's just, it's more, more of what we keep talking about. But we, we just have to, you know, I don't know why I'm bringing the, why I'm bringing this message today, or why I'm why I'm talking about this today, I, I just I know like last week, you know, Les spoke a lot about wisdom 2020, which I thought was you know great. That's perfect. We need to be thinking about um, next year and, and what we're going to do and, and being wise. Um, and I guess really, you know, my whole purpose was. The longevity, because we, I plan on being here till, you know, uh, I guess I'll just pass out in there while I'm recording something, and I'll, I'll say, see y'all later, I'll be gone. Uh, that'll be my, <laughs> my farewell. Be uh, because I'm, I'm going to be here doing this until, till, till he come, till I go home. Um, and because I, I want that longevity, longevity in this house, longevity in serving and doing what whatever I'm supposed to be doing in, in, in the, for the Lord and in, in, in this house and in this, whatever this network becomes 20 years from now, you know. Um, but to have the longevity and, and not necessarily, you know, like some special gene that I have, like I'm, I keep hoping that I've got a lot of my grandmother's genes so that I've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit 100, but, um, but I want to be like her when I'm 100. Uh, still got my mind. I'm still very, you know, qu quick and able to um, continue to do things. Um, uh, Hebrews 10:32. Uh, but call to remembrance the former days in which, after you were illuminated, you endured a great flight. A ga I'm sorry, a, ga a great fight of afflictions. You know, of course, this, this turn sends me back, like you just talked about, 20 years ago, or actually 22, 23 years ago, when we began to, we were, we were illuminated, right? Pastor was, things started to change. We, we saw a new thing and, and, a, and a new purpose for this house, and uh, prayer became a priority uh, every week. Um, you know, it's... it's it's funny sometimes to think back to those Saturday nights, those first years, those Saturday nights we spent. And, uh, I mean, it was a full two hours in the sanctuary. And, of course, then we'd go out and have Mexican food at El Chico. But, um, but it, was, it, was, it, was, it was amazing. And there was never any hesitation for most of us. You know, those that didn't. You know, it, it, for some it was a short-lived thing, and then they were like, ah, okay, aren't we done with this now? But we knew this was forever. This was not just a, a little uh, spark or a little uh, flash fire that was going to go out. This was the real thing, and it, was, it would change, and it would, it's, it's altered over the years as we've matured and things have, have moved on. But, um, but there was a, a, a fight of, affl of afflictions, right? There was a lot of attack. There was a lot of things to... Um, try to uh, pull people out, which it did, but we remained. Everyone, you know, these, the people who were here remained and endured, um, stayed under his hand and, and suffered through whatever kind of slings and arrows, whatever kind of attacks were, were brought to try to convince you that you might want to move on, that maybe you didn't need to be here. You know, I'm sure, I, I mean, there are all kinds of things. But we stood and we had that longevity to say, well, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm in here to stay, and this is, this is part of what the Lord wants in this house, and this is where we're going. So um, I'm locked in and ready to go. You know, buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, going hunting or something. Locked and loaded. Uh, That's pretty cool. <clears throat> First, it says after you were illuminated, 
you endured great five afflictions. So that's, I think that's significant that it precedes Yeah, and well, we, I, I think everybody's because it's it's such a, a it gets such a deviation from what you probably grew up and seeing and, and where you were just conditioned. Um, it was different. It was different, and you you know you challenging, and um, and it brought on all kinds of affliction. Uh, different things to kind of endure through and, and um, attacks to try to convince you that, oh, you, you know, you, you guys are turning into a cult or something. Um, I, and I, I personally can remember a particular old member of this church who called me one day and tried to get me to, to leave because um, he just thought this was, you know, he, he was surprised I would stick with it. You know, he was trying to convince me and, you know, to talk to my wife and try to, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, you know, that, I don't know where you're coming from, but uh, that wasn't going to happen. Um, Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. Um, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. <coughs> you know, and that, that last verse, endured such contradiction of sinners. I, I'm, I'm, my interpretation there, you know, of course he had to deal with these, with the, the Sanhedrin and these people who were trying to preach what, that what he was doing was heresy, right? Um, but they were the hypocrites. And, um, of course, I always, my mind goes straight to political stuff when I start thinking about hi hypocrisy. Um, but, I mean, yeah, he, so he had to endure these contradictions from uh, when he, he was the truth. He, you know, but yet they tried to twist it as he was some kind of herrick heretic or something, you know, it, uh, you know, and the, the things that were said, and of course, he endured the cross. He, he, he sat there and took, took the, the, the things that they said, the thing, you know, and he, and, and he didn't try to fight against it. Um, he knew the truth. He was the truth. Um, and we, we have to be the same way, right? We've got to be patient and stand, stand for what we know, regardless of what someone tries to beat us down with or to try to convince us that it's, you know, it's a, a, a lie or, you know, you've interpreted something completely wrong from the Bible. It's like, you know, but have you, maybe they just haven't read it properly. <laughs> I just want to read the surface, the surface words. Um, Uh, Hebrews twelve seven. Uh, if you endure chastening, God dealeth with you. God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Okay, you know. I think we all we get that. I mean, we're the God chastens us too. We were, you know, if we're making mistakes, you know, just like your your father would or your mother. Um, has to correct you, uh, and we have to deal with that and, and, and understand it and recognize it, that it's not unjust or, or unfair. Um, he's got to, you know, he wants us to stay on the, stay, stay on our path, stay um, focused, don't deviate in any way. Um, James, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to him that love him. Uh, you know, temptation's always, to me, it's always there. I mean, it, it, again, anything the enemy can find in us to try to cause a, a get us off the path or, or pull us out or feel it, make us feel 
damaged in a way that we just, you know, I can't go on. But um, temptation, you just have to be strong, right? That, that, again, that's staying under the hand, staying in that covering, staying close to him and close to his heart so that uh, any kind of temptation is, is null and void. It really is easy to, to, to kick off and slough off to... to Ignore and move on, but but it's that doesn't mean it's always easy. Patience, you know, it it's always kind of goes back to patience because we things are. Um, you, it's like Job and all the things that he you know he had to endure and deal with, um, uh, but he was patient, and uh, things you know it's like having the patience to know that you know the, this thing will pass, this thing will move on. I, I won't deal with this forever. Um, the Lord will, will remove it from me at some point or, or just give me the strength to always be able to uh, knock it aside and, and forget about it and, and move on. Uh, you know, I always things sometimes bother me like in the past. And, I, you know, looking back is... is other than to learn, <clears throat> other than to learn from the past, <clears throat> you know, you shouldn't dwell in the past. And you know, sometimes I, re I re regret things I, I wish I'd done or didn't do or whatever. And and I got it like it, it'll kind of like eat at me a little bit. I'm like that's, that's that's been put aside. That's gone. It, it's you know other than learn what what mistake I did make. I need to, to not let that um, somehow derail me now and put me into some kind of funk because I'm all worried about something I did uh, many, many, many years ago. But uh, James 5.11 uh, Behold, we count them happy which endure. You've heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercy. And uh, the last verse is Peter 2.20, 1 Peter 2.20. For what glory is it when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently. But if when you do, but if when you, when you do, do, do well <laughs> and suffer for it, you take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. Um, patiently. I think that's that's a common thing to endure is you you've got to have patience and 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 stay calm and, and uh, I think sometimes a lot of times uh, trying to get through something it's you tend to be I I tend to get stressed or very worked up and and let it really um, eat at me versus just patiently um, ride through it keep looking to the Lord to help guide and. Um, just be patient that, that things will come to pass as they should. Um, you know, going out, I don't know, when we were in Brazil and, and doing things, I, I'd get all, I'd, he'd ask, I, they'd say, well, you need to go up there and do something. And I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> get panicked and, but, um, but then calm down and say, oh, you know, okay, Lord, you know, use me, put the words in my mouth because I don't know what to say. Um, Help me to, to, to do this, and because um, the enemy will try to tell me, I you don't have anything, you know, you don't know what you're doing, you don't have anything to get say, whatever, you know, <laughs> try to try to be real negative, um, but only the Lord can walk us through it, give us the words, give us the thing, uh, show us the way, and I, and I know I, I constantly have to. Just keep reminding myself of these kinds of things um, because I'm such a, uh, I, I try to be such a perfectionist even though I'm not, but I think that way and, uh, and that drives me crazy because I can never be as good as I think I really <laughs> would like to be um, and I'm always afraid of saying the wrong thing so it's not going to be perfect. And that's just, in, that's impossible. That's kind of ridiculous, but.
So you guys have any other comments? I almost made it to 10 o'clock. Yes, Tammy. Uh, Scott, I was thinking about this last scripture and the uh, second part of it. When you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently. And this is acceptable with God. Um, since we've been doing prophetic press retreat for almost 20 years, um, you know, when God releases to us a word for someone, you know, it's new and fresh every morning um, to us and to them. But if I was to, um, you know, look back on those 20 years, uh, one of the things that kind of stands out in my mind is this theme about uh, God speaking through the prophets about a period of suffering that a person has had and saying, um, oh, it, you know, it comes in different ways because the Lord releases these words to you under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But, you know, God is well pleased with you, you know, for, you know, what you've endured. And I just, I just see this, this scripture as a theme that actually resonates through prophetic presbytery all the time. God is always reminding people, reassuring people, uh, and, it, and it's, and I'm sure that some of us have even read it, you know, in prophetic presbytery or quoted it from memory. But I feel like that is very much a theme because, you know, it holds true for everybody. And uh, I think that God is very faithful to remind us that this is acceptable and God is well pleased. And uh, I, I think that's very powerful. And here I see it here and to think about all the people that over the course of years. And probably people could go back and pick out a CD and say, yeah, it applies to that, that scripture right there. You know, that's exactly what I was going through. You know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Stacy was talking about it earlier. Um, I mean, people suffered through, I mean, you're doing, you're doing the right thing doing the doing well in what you are being uh, led to do where you're stepping into even back in those early days but yet you're being beat up about it you're you have to suffer through various things attacks from various people you know like some people here who tried to convince us to leave um, you know whatever you're suffering through but you know you're doing the right thing and it's it's difficult you have to you know, remain patient and uh, Calling out to Jesus every day. <laughs> yeah. It's real easy for us to, uh, I shouldn't say easy, but our knee-jerk reaction when we're criticized is to rise to our own defense. Yep. And uh, wait a minute, I did that because, you know, and we just jump to that defense. Yep. And it's saying here that if you don't do that, that is what is acceptable. acceptable. Just God. remain patient. And, yeah. yeah. And uh, so many of our, you look back on the conflicts of your life, so many of them have been a result of us being part of the argument with someone or a group of people or because we rose to our defense. And even though we were in the right, when we rose to our defense, we became part of the argument instead of part of the ministry. And that's, that's so easy to say in Sunday school. <laughs> so hard to do all the other days of the week. And yet that's what he's talking about here as well as what Tammy said. That's what he's talking about here in the scripture. Well, you know it can irritate somebody to no end is if they're trying to argue with you and you patiently <laughs> state the position without losing your cool and you just remain calm and they can't that drives them bananas you know it just eats them up because you're not arguing with them or you know just stating the facts and um, that, that'll just that'll just eat them alive you know staying patient not because if they can get you all worked up obviously then uh almost half they've almost half won already. But. 
Anybody else? Yes. I'd Sister. like to bring us James 5.11. For we count him happy which endure. You have heard the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord. That the Lord is very pitiful and tender in mercy. I was born into this as a child. My daddy was a preacher. Uh, and uh, it isn't near as bad now as things have been, as if, if people would have looked at it that way. Near as bad now as it, I don't know what in this generation people are going to do when they come to the judgment and they could have worked for the Lord, they could have been to the house of God, they could have been there to bless and help and offer their, and I don't know what to do because we will require under the conviction, we lived, we lived under the power of God. And at those times, we went into places, we didn't have cars to drive, we didn't, did, did well if the, some people had horses and wagons. And uh, I'm one of those that's lived longer. But let me tell you something, I'm not one bit sorry that my daddy was a Pentecostal preacher. I'm not a bit sorry that Brother Madden uh, did very well and finished his race well. I'm not one bit sorry, but I'm closer to the end than I was over 80 years ago. So God's faithful, he's good. We were all blessed to be able to be here this morning. A lot of people would not have had conveyance if they lived in the country, and there are just a few of them, a lot of them couldn't have even gotten together. So I, I think in this age, people are not gonna have an excuse when they come to the judgment. I've lived from there to here, and I, I don't consider myself anything but a servant of God, and one that's tried to do the will of God, but he's gonna require things of us of people with hope that he wouldn't. But I love him, and I'm so thankful that I'm able to come to the house of God. So thankful that I have an opportunity if they all love this church the way I do, they wouldn't stay out of church like they do. This is marvelous to think that we have this wonderful place to worship and you young people. I wouldn't want to leave because of the people that I love here. You know, so I consider, count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptation because God has blessed us with the place to worship and God only knows how much I love all of you people. And it's just a real blessing. And I know, Scott, I don't often say anything, but uh, I've been an ordained minister for years. And I came, I was called as a girl to preach the gospel. And we've been through some bad places, but I don't usually think of those things. He said, looking not at the things that are behind, press forward to the mark, to the prize, of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. And that's where I am this morning. I'm pressing. I'm pressing forward because I'm intending to make it. Amen. Thank you, honey. Amen. Thank you very much. I just felt a spirit of, we need to be encouraged and there's times we need to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And that's what I do. A lot of times, the enemy want me to complain about something. Oh my, I have a car to drive. I have a warm place to stay. I have more food than enough. I have a precious family that they love me and I love them. I mean, what, what complaints do we have? And the, those of you that work, you know, I thank God that you have jobs and those, those and that God give you the extra strength you need and the extra courage to be what God wants you to be on the job. So speak as a mother, so listen as a mother in Zion today. I do really know what you're talking about, speaking about. And Scott, you've done a marvelous job on this um, uh, lesson this morning. Thank you, Sister Madden. All right, anybody else? It's 10 o'clock. Time to go worship. All right, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Jesus. Any more questions or comments for Scott? Just file up in a lot.